Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger 10, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. That's right. It's been a hot minute, and we are back for these hot, hot days, hot summer days. This is Blue Tiger Revenge, and these silky sounds that you hear coming through the airwaves and into your fucking face is me. That's right. A connoisseur mm-hmm. of all things badass. Ooh. Haku, Tyrannosaurus. That's pretty much, you can't top those two things, so I'm just going to leave it there. That's right, comic book creator, Tad Galusha. And with me, you know him. You love him. He is the coach that we all need in our dugout. The man, the myth, the heart and soul, looking trim. Trim that beard. That beard is looking, he's, he's looking like, dare I say, corporate. That's right. Big Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Brian? It's going good. It's going good. Yeah, no, uh, not corporate. It was a uh, wedding. So, you know, had to had oh. to spruce up. To oh, that's up. right. I should have been like, yes, man of, man of the cloth. Yeah, that's right. I am ordained. I am ordained. Wow. If you wow. two can have this silky smooth voice performing your wedding ceremony. You know, wherever you're at, you just got to fly me there and feed me. I'll do it. It's fine. And that is no small order because you're a tall man and you eat a lot. That's true. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm also going to say you have a high level of taste. Like if it's going to be barbecue, it better be goddamn good. That's you, you goddamn right. Unlike your movies, the barbecue's got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Speaking of movies, should we get? There's a lot to cover. I mean, we don't even, we're not even. We're not even messing around with the guests today. Just no, because no. We have too so much, much, too much to shit. do. Too but little next, time. Yeah. The rest of the month, guest heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So you know, if you're not already signed up for, uh, you know, the subscription at uh, bluetigerrevenge.substack.com, you probably want to go there and do it now because these guests that we have coming up. Uh, you know, are a couple of old favorites along with uh, sprinkled in some some new ones in there, too. So we've got a good month lined right. up for you guys. So make sure that you subscribe and uh, share with your friends out there who want to get in on the comic goodness. That is revenge. Right, the revenge. Well, we see a revenge tour, but yeah. it's the tour that never we're like the Grateful Dead. It's like the we Eagles. How many farewell tours have the, have the Eagles had? I mean. They've been farewell right. touring since 2005. So, wow. yeah. Wow. And I'm so, here for uh, it. We should probably start with 
the biggest news okay probably of the day san diego comic-con it went down no we weren't there but we heard that it was a pretty good turnout the strike kind of worked out in a good way that it made it more comic-centric that is what i've heard like i've heard from i've seen uh, a lot of posts uh even a couple of articles who were saying that like because of the strike it was actually a really great um con experience just for for comics in general like i'll i'll say yeah. i'll say right now that as you know i support those strikers um you know fuck ai um so you know get get the rights do what you need to do but i'm i'm speaking purely from like a comic perspective because you know before hollywood came in to uh to to san diego it was the mecca of comic cons you know for comics and uh yeah, every post that I'm seeing of folks are just like it was fantastic weekend just for comics. Yeah, I imagine it probably put a little bit of a damper on the turnout, sure, just because you know. But oh, so you mean you could actually move around? In yeah, there. probably. I was gonna say it also <laughs> made it probably a bit more accessible as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, with every San Diego, you have the Eisners, uh, and then. There was also some fun stuff that dropped for, you know, the peasants that couldn't make it all the way down to San Diego. Uh, That's like true. The new ep- what, the the new Adam Eve. It was an invincible kind of offshoot. Episode yeah, it was just a, a a one episode special of Adam Eve, which was it was like what forty eight minutes or something, which is yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, it it's was almost like a little mini movie. Gave you an origin story of her. We won't spoil it. So people can go watch it, but it was worth watching. Right? All I'm going to watch it. The uh, some of the best animated action sequences I've ever seen. Like they were, yeah. they were, they did not. They put out all of the stops. You know what I mean? They they pulled all the stops yeah. for this one. They they fucking went hard on the action. It, it was well. We were talking right before we started recording that what made it real interesting is like when you watch. Some of the animation was a little janky in areas. Yeah. But then when it got to where I got to be honest, when I was watching, I was like, really? Like, you could tell it. I was like, I was going, like, did they rush this or something? Because it's like, it was choppy in a few areas. Yeah. Like, you could just didn't, it didn't flow very well. But then you got to the act and you're like, oh no, this is. Every action the, sequence the, was top notch. Oh yeah. It was like what you'd expect at like a feature film. Like, mm-hmm. it was so smooth. Mm-hmm. And like, the fighting was ridiculously dynamic yes um even more so than the cartoon like than the series right normally is i thought it was very over the top like they were really trying to like push the envelope and and um and i would i like that i think that's what we're gonna see i think that's what we're gonna see moving forward i think that that was not only a one shot but that was kind of a taste of what's to come uh for the series because there's a lot of like old school like anime heads yeah that are revisiting like say like Dragon Ball Z right that's probably the most the easiest because it's <laughs> knew you were gonna say it any chance well any chance to bring but, up Dragon Ball yeah but what's interesting <laughs> is like some of the animation for the fight sequences yeah. from like the mid 90s is better than the shit that you see now you think it'd be reversed because now they're animating using computers or before it was all like hand-drawn cell animation type stuff because yeah. it was all from the 90s but even then they were putting all the resources into like you know go back and watch like the cell saga or something dude the fight sequence are fucking smooth they're so tight where some of the other areas you could tell like you know they're 
eh, eh, we'll get through this. Yeah, like, it's not a very important episode. <laughs> and again, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend your money, spend your money on the fight sequences. And uh, you know, yeah. they they dropped that, and they also dropped the premiere, uh, which is for season two of Invincible. Finally, two and a half years later, we're getting it November third. Uh, kind of a bummer. It I, I feel like it should have been here sooner, but if that's the action sequences that we're getting i'll be i'll yeah. be fucking stoked i've i've that 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 episode got me hyped i'm going back and rereading just the whole invincible run right now so that and i'm curious to see cuz you know that sh- the comic series went for what over a decade right 150 issues yeah something like okay. that okay so like 15 years yeah so I imagine they're not going to get the budget to do 15 seasons. So I imagine a lot of the time that took is because it was so successful. I, if I had to guess, it'd probably been green light, you know, on the down low for so many seasons. They and they're going to try and consolidate. So it, they greenlit it. The, um, so when the show premiered in March of 2021, before the finale aired, they renewed it for two more seasons. Okay. So I I had to guess. They're probably doing some story consolidation. Like, yeah. okay, what are some arcs we're going to focus on? Yeah. What's the fat we can trim? So that way they can get as much as they can in case that's it. I know? think I think they're going to get at least two more seasons. I think it'll go up to five seasons. That would be my guess. Um, yeah. Because we're getting two and three, and I think they renew it for two more um, just because it was so successful. But we'll see. I mean, you know, who kn- yeah. who knows what studios are thinking. So... <laughs> yeah that is really you know what though there is a studio out there that is in my for me that's batting ten thousand. okay million, what do you got and that's adult, adult swim i don't know if i don't think we covered it here but primal got renewed for oh that's right season yeah i, don't, I think that that was news that dropped i think before san Diego, yeah yeah but you know, like for me that's i've been deep diving because i'm getting ready you know getting ready finally back into yeah jumping back into the realm of cretaceous yep and so i've been like just binging all this dinosaur content and we'll do a deep dive on that when it's time for you thirsty tiger cubs out there well yeah yeah i mean sorry folks 2024 that's that's when it's coming um but it was really nice to see primal season four and i heard some people kind of like complaining online and stuff which i was like are you fucking kidding me like every season got nominated for fucking grammys like shut up like it's some of the best storytelling yeah on television yeah you know like and even like the final episode was somewhat controversial for the weaklings out there (laughs) soft bellied i should say soft pupiled you know, you go. like, oh, I'm offended. Yeah. Go hovel in your place of worship. This is not this is not for soft, soft eyes. Yeah. This is this is a cartoon for the hard the hard soul, the person who loves a little death, a little destruction, a little savagery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Speaking All of things that we're Yeah. We're gonna tap into in the new the new uh volume of Cretaceous. Can't wait. Uh, Can't wait. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Oni. Not for you. <laughs> Um, what what nothing nothing uh i was gonna say speaking of destruction 
uh, DC is still milking Watchmen. They just announced two new animated movies, and one of them is Watchmen at San Diego Comic Con. I don't, I don't. I mean, DC, uh, you know, I'm available. Like I, you know, like you have my email. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, Mr. Miracle, I can do some stuff with that. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, to let's put put them on Fourth World. Maybe let's go. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Now continue ripping apart the the beating of the dead horse that is Watchmen. So they they announced an animated movie for it, which I like. They've done. They did the movie. Yeah. And then they did the TV show. The TV show was good, um, but I, I just I, I I don't understand why you're doing another animated movie or just another movie of Watchmen. It's it's like there's a restaurant, right? Yeah. And on one side of the restaurant, Alan Moore is eating his meal, but he gets that weird sensation that someone's looking at him. Yeah. And then he looks over his shoulder, and across the way, there's DC. And they're just flipping him the bird. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. And, or, you know, like that's, and they're sitting in like the part that's roped off. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, reservation only. Yeah. It, when, if you're in a certain tax bracket. Like the best part is people will continue to ask Alan Moore what he thinks. And he's going to continue <laughs> to tell them that he doesn't give a fuck and he hates it. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, it's a it's a weird animal, right? Yeah. Because you want to see more of it, and some and the stuff that they've been doing isn't necessarily bad. It's been yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. But if you're also Alan Moore, is the creator of it, it's kind of like he made it to be specifically one thing. Yep. And one thing only, and every iteration of it, let's be honest, is probably a little lesser than. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. A lot of fat gets gets trimmed. Well, you have to because so. the animated movies are what ninety minutes. I mean, you can't do Watchmen in ninety minutes. Um, God, they should do. It should be just a whole new story with those care like a character or those characters. Do you like what the TV universe? show did? Like, yeah, yeah. Don't do a retelling of the book. Like, yeah, like it's been done. Why? It's been done. That and the movie's still watchable. Yeah, like I'm not even a fan of that director, but. Like it was a good, like it wasn't a bad movie by any means. Like right. it made, it was long as hell, but it was interesting. Yeah, it was such an interesting take on the superhero genre, especially at that time when it came out. Yep. It was just different. Yep. But oh yeah, I don't know. And then uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, here's here's some uh, news. Hit Cap me. Wolf. Oh yeah, Cap yeah, Wolf yeah, yeah. He's yeah. coming back. It got announced around the same time as San Diego. But they're doing a four-issue miniseries. I think it's four-issue okay. miniseries. Cap Wolf that drops in October. It's I was uh, excited. Ch- it's Cap Wolf and the and his Howling Commandos, right? Isn't that Cap what it's Wolf called? Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. Yeah. Who's Batman. who's doing that? Now the Howling Com- Well, Marvel, obviously. Well, uh, yeah. I, I don't know their creators. I can't remember. Um, but I am curious to see what they're going to do with the Howling Commandos. If people don't know, Howling Commandos were like that was actually the first iteration of Nick Fury. Yeah. So Nick Fury was like a Sergeant Rock s character for a World War II book called The Howling Commandos. Yep. And so, uh, and I think they they were in a bunch of different like you know different um, types. So just it's coming out later this year for just in time for Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. New four issue miniseries. Oh, you're gonna like this. It's set in World War II. Better, even better. Yeah. So it's written by Stephanie Phillips, drawn by Carlos Magno. Not familiar with them. 
Um, I looked up his work. He's very good. Cool. Like he, he's yeah. I think his work will fit. He's got real. He's very detail oriented and stuff. And I think for something like that, it'll that'll translate really well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think his work will really do well. So, so um, he's he's basically gonna be a werewolf ripping apart Nazis. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that. That sounds awesome. I hope. We don't know. We have to wait until we see the series. But I hope that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I still think well, my concept think about is it this way because you think about with. think about like Nazis and Hitler and like the occult and like looking for supernatural stuff. So well, yeah, that'll make yeah, it. And, that could know, make it a really interesting story. Yeah, especially if they're going to take a historical route, like Himmler and the SS. He had an entire like occult division yeah. that was dedicated to that kind of shit and like rewriting essentially like a religion um yeah in history and like so this will be interesting really because dark arts man fables did this back in the 2000s they did the you know the big b in world war ii um so i'll be i'll be curious how similar you know how similar that is um but yeah yeah i'm excited for it man i am yeah and i'm curious if they're gonna because there there was actually a i believe bruce tim drew it Mm. um there was a short story where cap fights um like a werewolf in world war ii and or i think the guy was a werewolf yeah and he was like a lord uh, a german lord okay that was like he wasn't a nazi but he was a nationalist, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. So he's he he stayed true to his his country, which would have been. So they get have like a big fight. Um, it was actually it was in the short story. Um, this collection of short stories called Red, White, and Blue. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It came out like early two thousands, like right after nine eleven. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to find nowadays, but uh. I wonder if they're kind of using that story as like inspiration, kind of banking off that. Because there's a bunch of different routes they could go, man. They could go, like you said, Nazi occult. They could also go like old school, dark, grim fairy tales, Germanic, you know, that kind of stuff. Combine them. Or they could combine it, which, yeah. It, it, yeah. Sounds really, it sounds really promising. So I hope, uh, yeah, I hope it does well. Go the way. Of the last Cap miniseries we reviewed on here, which was Captain America and Wolverine. What was it? Weapon Zero. zero. Weapon Zero. Weapon Zero. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing against the creators on it. It just, it was it was definitely a project. They had no idea where they were. Like, Marvel didn't know. There was no plan. Yeah. And you could tell, like, it was just, where is this going? What are we doing with this? It was really strange. And like then they the follow up issue was like man thing or something. I didn't even find the follow up issue. I didn't even. I don't even like. Was it like released digitally? Because no, it was released. I, huh. But I think it was the only one because originally it was supposed to be an ongoing series yeah. or something. Yeah, like it was that. supposed and to be only, like a ten issue miniseries. Yeah, yeah. And they did two issues, and then I think they cut it. I don't think it probably sold very. Well. It was a it was a weird yeah. book, and I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what was well, going on there. I'll be picking this up. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. You know me, I'm a Cap Wolf what guy. Would be, uh, what I wish, though, I wish they would revive like the Marvel Max series and make this like a like a an adult comic, uh, just where he's like ripping people apart. Like, I mean, I've told you my concept yeah, for it. it I would know, be fucking insane. I know, it would be insane. I know, it'd be the best. 
I know. And we could bring in all the other like bad beastie boys. Yeah. Fucking villains and all the other yeah. super soldiers. Yeah. Be fucking awesome. I mean, come, come on, you imagine Cap Wolf tearing Sabretooth apart? Like oh, you tell me you wouldn't want to read I, that? I would. And Sabretooth getting pissed because he's already getting fucked up by just a regular Captain America. And now he's getting really fucked up by a wolfed out cap. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. As, he as already can't handle. Say, he already can't handle losing to Wolverine. Like, just imagine like an actual werewolf. Yeah, yeah. As the kids would say, these days, let's go. Yeah, bruh, or, bruh. or <laughs> no cap. That's no cap right there. What does that mean? What does no cap mean? I'm no old, cap man. lie. It's like no lie. Cap means lie. Oh, you cap. That's cap. That means you're lying. How dare they besmirch I, the name? I know, man. I know of Captain America. I know. So you're, if I say you're Captain Captain, that means you're lying. Yeah, that's my new slogan. You're Captain Captain. There you go. If anybody's bullshitting us. That's what I'm going to say. There it is. Who's our next guest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wow. was that was honestly probably my favorite uh, comic. Uh, comic news to come out of San Diego because this it did get real. Yeah, the Cap Wolf. It came out in the beginning of San Diego because it's this, this right. It was like Thursday, right? Yeah, they, really, they announced it. Yeah, so the first I'm day one. They're making a big deal out of it because I mean, it's been. Let's be honest. I don't know if you read the mini. Well, yeah, because I bought yeah. it from Max. Yeah, like it's goofy as hell. Like it's such a product of like early '90s. Like, ooh, kids will like this. Werewolves, Wolverine, Cable. Uh, magic, yeah. uh, guns, <laughs> what else? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like it. Yeah. That'll, that'll be pretty cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably, it'll, it'll be one of the few times where I go to the comic shop and be like, Hey, order me this goddamn book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, there was a big announcement, though. Uh, I thought this was really cool, mostly because this guy, uh, no knock on anybody else I've worked with, but this guy sure. has been, in my opinion, is probably one of the best editors to work in comics in the last 15 years. Okay. Um, he just got named editor-in-chief of a new comic company, uh, publishing house that broke away from heavy metal. Uh, okay. It was an imprint of heavy metal. Now it's its own entity, uh, but it's called Magma Comics. And uh, Bobby Curno, oh nice, long time, yeah. Uh, he was the long time uh, quiet pilot of uh, TMNT. Yep. That, oh yeah. You know, really. I mean, I I think you could really say a lot of the success that you see now with Turtles is because of Bobby. You know, he took it from the very beginning. Yep. Or meaning, and by beginning, I mean like the IDW really run. Yeah. Yeah, and to, and made it into something. And then, you know, just as a creator, you know, he wrote a book a couple of years ago that you know ended up winning an Eisner. Yeah. Um, for like best miniseries or something yeah. like that. And, I mean, I don't know. And I I can just say like working with him, he just was a great editor to work with because like he was super responsive. He let you know exact all the information that you needed to know. And if you had needed to know anything else, he made it happen. And he also made sure you this is got much paid I hate to say it got fucking paid yeah. he made sure that your invoices yeah. were processed and like if you were in dire straits he made sure, like i remember one time he 
something happened. I don't even remember, but like he got my uh, my check fucking FedEx to me like overnight express delivery. So like he got me taken care of, and it's just I don't know. I never have met the guy, but it was he was always such a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm I, just glad to see. Yeah. I love seeing when new publishers pop up. I, I always think it's really, I, I think it's good for the industry just to have those many yeah. options. I hope that it, you know, that it can stay open, stay competitive, get some good titles out there. Um, Cause I think, yeah. I mean, the hardest part is if you're not a part of the big five, you're struggling to get your books on the shelves. So, you know, I, I wish them all the best, man. And I hope that, uh, I, I hope that they make it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what they're, I mean, we don't, we don't like any new company. You don't know what their restrictions are. You yeah. don't know like what the, the, cause every new company, there's somebody that owns them, yep. you know? Yep. Um, so we don't know exactly, but you know, given Bobby's track record, I, the dude knows what, he knows what good comics are. He yeah. knows what, you know, obviously look, yeah. at, just look at his track record. So, uh, I have all the, the confidence that they will be successful, whether they're around for a year or yeah. 10 years, yeah. whatever they produce is going to be awesome. Yep. So hundred percent. I hope so. I, well, Shout no, out I, to Bob. I know that they're going to be good comics. I hope what I mean by is I hope that, you know, I hope the it's successful. Of, yeah. I hope they, I hope they sell a, a fuck ton of books. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fuck ton of books, uh, there was some news that, so one of the big new publishing houses that kind of like, they announced a few months ago that like, we're going to do physical books, but they did like their first big showing, um, at San Diego was, a, uh, this new publishing house called distillery. Yeah, weren't and, they, weren't they going to be digital only when they first started? Yeah. Their whole thing was like, we're going to make comics, for the comics like it was like yeah kind of one of those where like as the company goes grows uh the the collaborators all get a piece of right the company so like if you're working for their company on their on their projects you're getting like some sort of percentage and they're doing a magazine uh like i think they said it's was it what do you say 50 pa- 50 pages 80 page magazine yeah that they're releasing and i guess pre-sales are already at 50,000 which is very very good for today's market when you figure the average book um this is a reality hard truth i learned this from someone who's in the know the average like sales mm-hmm. for a book meaning the lowest selling book versus the highest selling book average the two you know average yeah. everything in between is like uh is about 600 copies. Whoa. Yeah. It's like 650 something, 630 something somewhere around there. Yeah. That's the av- that's like that's the average. Wow. Isn't that that crazy. That so It's crazy. Yeah, the fact that like these guys are selling 50,000 um I mean, it's a who's who. They've got sure. a giant creator Oh, I've list seen their list. People. It's insane. I hope that this takes off though, because one of my favorite things is, and it's a debt. It's been long dead. Uh, Dark Horse were like, kind of, I think the last ones to kind of keep it up, but was the, uh, 
you know, the monthly or bi-monthly magazine, like yeah. comic magazine, yeah. like Epic. Um, what was it? There was like Dark Horse Presents. Is that what you're talking about? Dark Horse. Well, there's Dark Horse Presents. There was also Epic Magazine. Yeah. Um, there was, think of all the horror ones, you know, oh, that yeah. Frazetta famously did covers for. I mean, there's so many different iterations of it. Uh, and it's kind of nice to see. I mean, heavy metal's still doing it. Um, they're just, I mean, where do you find magazines this day and age, you know, like, yeah. good luck. Yeah. So, and you don't see heavy, mag- heavy metal magazine on sh- no. know, shelves. I, I couldn't even tell you the seven. last time I've ever seen one. So I got one three years ago here at our Fred Myers in Eagle river, Alaska. And wow. I, I bought it cause I was shocked. Wow. And I said, you know, I, sh- I took a picture and sent it to, uh, our good friend over at, uh, uh, off panel, yeah. uh, David Harper. And he was like, his response was like, holy shit, did you get that here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out like, to David. Yeah. Shout out to Harper. Just, uh, I just saw him not too long ago, walking down the street and I drove right on by like a piece of garbage. That's what you should do though. <laughs> That's what you should do. Um, let's see what other, what's, what other big news? I feel like we're missing some stuff. Uh, well, they announced. Uh, I thought this one was interesting. Um, <coughs> wow, are you dying over there? You got a cough like me. the di- The difference is I have a mu- I have a mute button. That's the difference. So I I mute press I'm the mute s- button when I cough. Hey, at oh, least the sound quality. The sound quality of get my a, cough is good. Get a fucking mixer, <laughs> for God's sakes! We've been doing this for five years. Get a mixer. Why? What? Why? Jesus! I know. I know. Jesus. Um, I, I thought this was interesting. They announced uh, uh, The Last Ronin 2. What do you mean? Like a sequel to? The sequel. But I thought it was interesting because they're doing the sequel right now. I thought The Lost Years, like it's a mix of like going back in the past and then kind of where they're at currently. Um, so I'm really curious what that's going to look like. I mean, now... I guess there's two schools of thought. Yeah. One, awesome. Run with it. Fans like it. Yeah. I, you know, hey, it was a huge success. Cool. Last also, Ronin was one. one of the was one of the best turtle comics to come out. It period. brought a lot of new readers yeah. to Turtles yeah. that hadn't read Turtles since literally the eighties. I've yep. talked to so many people who are yep. like, Man, I haven't read Turtles since grade school. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um now I will say this. Or like Hopefully it's not that corporate entity going like cha-ching. Yeah. Let's make some money. It's yeah. popular. Yeah. Um, but it means that, uh, you know, the turtle family gets and meaning turtle family. I mean like artists, the writers, yep. you know, yep. Kevin Eastman, they get to produce more content and explore new avenues here's, with the characters. Here's so, my hope, hey, man. Yeah. I want, I want to see, because one of my favorite things about last Ronin was when they Wait. would, yeah. You want to see body count too. That's what you want to see. <laughs> um, anyways, one of my favorite parts of last Ronan was when they would do the flashbacks and the flashbacks was Eastman doing it in black, old school, black and white style. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So here, how cool would this be? The, they do flashback sequences, but it's Eastman and Laird together doing those flashback well, sequences. They did put out that little teaser that they were working together again, right? Oh, God, that'd be so epic. 
Like I, I think I said it, I said it before. I'll say it again. You put Eastman and Laird on a project together that my, my corporate overlords is cha-ching, cha-ching. That would be the best-selling comic um, of the year, period. And on that note, can we take a quick break? Yes. Literally. Oh, literally. Check. One, and two. we're back. Good God, man! I'm just what was space that today? What was I don't that? know what's going on. You know, you, you you just you slap Maddie K right in the face with that one. Sorry, Maddie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, wow. Look at you. Um, all right. Well, I you know we ended on we ended comic stuff talking about turtles. Uh, so that comes out in the fall or in the winter time. Um. I do hope it can. Speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of which, I saw a pretty big see, movie over yeah, the weekend. You got the advanced, the advanced screening. I did. Of Turtles, you bastard. I did. So. Yeah. Um, well, before I before I start, spoilers. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't seen the movie, um, highly recommend. Hey, go go watch it. You know, and then come back and listen and and hear my thoughts. Yeah. So if you don't want to get. Just- turn the podcast off at this point yeah yeah turn it off at this point uh re-engage after you've seen the movie because i am gonna spoil the fuck out of it right now <laughs> all um, right so, break it down big bry yeah i i think the listeners are going to be a little surprised by this i did not love this movie say what i I mean if you were so as my parents used to say hot and heavy yeah for this film yeah when uh i mean you were like to the moon yeah overly joyed i could some could argue in love with that trailer you i mean i mean and you know how i am with movies too yeah like low bar no problem (laughs) (laughs) No, but you always, I, as I was telling someone the other day, because they were like, you guys have vastly different takes on movies. Yeah. I'm too cynical. Yeah. But I was like, that's because Bry still has that wonderful abu- ability where you look at the, I feel like you look at the concept, yeah. like what was attempted and go, they did it. That's amazing. That's great. That makes the film awesome yeah yes there might be some things details in between like story or blah 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 special effects or something yeah but i feel like you're overall forgiving for a lot of that because you're like dude we got to see michael keaton as batman again yeah like, that's yeah. awesome you know? yeah you know, the mean, movie wasn't that the, great the, but it was awesome because we got to see Michael. we got keaton to see again. michael keaton did they did they ruin his his comeback party 100 percent. but we still got to see him back but they didn't ruin Michael Keaton back. No, you it's impo- uh, you can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah, and I you know, I think that that's that's good. Like I used to be like that before yeah. I worked in comics. Yeah. I was the guy I I worked at a creamery uh and uh my boss cuz we you know, Dr. Wife and I would go to movies yeah. probably twice a week. And my boss at the time, shout out to uh 
to John Levy, wherever you are. Um, but man, he used to get so pissed because I, he'd be like, how was the movie? Cause he never, he had kids and stuff. He never went to the movies. Yeah. He'd be like, how was it? And I go, Oh man, it was awesome. You know, I knew it was going to be, and it would be like, what movies you see? Electra. <laughs> <laughs> Funny yeah, enough. I own that movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Movies that were just horribly yeah. bad. And we would go and I'd be like, this was great. Why? And it was because I would be more in love with the fact that it actually like they they took they they made it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like that was the bummer for me. I'd say the first Captain America movie was kind of when I'd started turning where I was becoming very cynical, where I didn't fall in love. Like I sh- nor if I if I would have seen that movie before I started working in the industry. I think I would have been like, they did it. They finally made a Captain America movie. Sure. It's in World War II. He throws a shield. It's fucking awesome. Yep, yeah, yep. But instead, I went and watched it and was like, what? What? What are they doing with Why? lasers? laser guns? Why is he just a traveling attraction for like, like a like a band. This is stupid. Like they they eliminated yeah. the entire like purpose of Cap, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but again, as I say, so it is interesting. This is why we've been building up for this. Yeah, this yeah, day. yeah. Because I was fully expecting everyone predicted for you to walk out of this theater and be like, dude, they did it. It was the greatest movie yeah, ever made. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. I think I I. I think I had my expectations were too high. And I think that, um, you know, a couple of days before uh, uh, we watched the movie, because I, I took Max to go see it. So he and I watched the original movie, which okay. is still fucking fantastic to this day. Um, and then so I went in. Now, look, there's there's things about the movie that I that I really liked. Um, the animation style I thought was really cool, really unique. They really tapped into that into the Spider Verse, um, uh, style of animation, make it a little comic-y. Um, it seems like everyone's doing that because, like, uh, was it Mitchell Save the World or whatever? It oh, is? Mitchell's they versus have, the Machines. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they did it a little bit. The new Puss in Boots really did it. Like, it had a lot. Of, I like, haven't seen that. Yeah. Like, Totally worth it. That's I'm not, what I've heard. I'm a big Shrek guy, but that Puss in Boots movie, fucking fire, dude. It's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. Um, most of I enjoyed most of the voice cast. I really like the way that they like recorded it. Like they recorded the voice cast with them all in the same room, so they could like bounce off of each other. Like the four teens yeah. who played the turtles were freaking great, man. They were excellent. They. Okay. they they bounced off of each other really well um you they sounded like the turtles to me they sounded fantastic um april i thought was really great um the the mutants no case, wait any casey jones or no, no casey jones in the movie um, so there's there's hope we can get the old school Casey. I mean, mean old dude, sweat. No, you're not like, getting that. Probably. I promise you, you're not getting that. Yeah. Pants. Yeah. You're that's not, what I, want. I know that's what I want too, but we're not, we're not getting that. Um, you're like, dude, buy some undies, man. We can see your yeah. dick. Like it, ew, ew. it was, it was funny. Like there were some really good, funny moments in it. Um, the action sequences were really, really well done. Um, okay. the, the, it was the plot in the story 
it just didn't work for me. Oh my god! Now you sound like me. What is I know, happening? I know. Well, what happened? Uh, first of all, uh, as much as I as as much as I love Jackie Chan and everything, didn't love him as Splinter. Um, How dare you? Well, you know, like the the whole point of Splinter is Japanese. So, um, come on. What are you trying to say? I'm, sounded too. No, sounded what I'm saying Japanese is too? is is one. There's plenty of fantastic, like Japanese actors that you could have cast for that role. Um, Definitely. And then, uh, like, well, they took away like the way that they set this up. Like Splinter's backstory in this is that he was just a New York sewer rat who mm-hmm. people New Yorkers hate rats, so they all tried to were like throwing rocks at him, and he ran in and found ooze, and then all of a sudden grew Asian and as soon as and then he said oh we have to find a way to defend ourselves against humans hey, he could have been an Asian a Japanese rat that came across on a boat okay okay, okay. all right um import exports you know. yeah yeah whatever um but so really he should have had a New York accent if based on based on this plot and story and the way that they learned ninjutsu hey, was yo, from him yeah was from him watching karate youtube videos which w- like haha funny funny like you get a laugh but to me and this like he, there's no point of the turtles there's no point of splinter without that antagonist of shredder and the foot clan. Well, the whole art, the whole ninjutsu thing and the tradition and all that stuff is gone out the window. So all of a sudden now they're training to be ninjas and the intensity of which they did it where they're actually real ninjas doesn't make sense. Right. Like it's that whole thing. I'm always, I'm always screaming about with um, the physics of the universe that you're building has to be like supported by the story right. and the there's story, no point and, in them being ninjas at this point yeah because they should just be sneaky turtles running or around trying not karate to be turtles or something yeah yeah and it just i don't know man like the whole point the whole purpose of splinter training the turtles was to get revenge on Oroku Saki for killing Tang Shen, his wife, like his Yamato Yoshi's wife, uh, Splinter's yeah, now, master. I know because in the cartoon, the original cartoon from the 80s, right? Yeah, he was the rat. Hamato Yoshi was become Splinter. Uh, becomes the rat, right? Which and then in the movie, he's he's the pet rat. Yeah, which then, is which is what the comics were. Either one of those would have worked fine for me. Um, right. Right. Sure, definitely. You know, if he was Splinter, if he was the rat, if he was the human who became the rat, I would have been okay with that. Um, sure. But it just, it, it just, it made no sense to me um, why why you would take an iconic background story in the story of tragedy and and raising your family to like avenge that tragedy and defend. Well, I sound. It sounds like. You're upset because the the this the story the plot of the story you're building a house without a foundation essentially right that that's I mean is that is a good summary of like yeah kind of- like it starts it starts off with Baxter Stockman trying to create 
mutants um and then he gets killed and then superfly he was a baby what superfly was not baxter i thought baxter would become superfly no superfly was baxter's creation and he was he was killed trying to recover all of the lost mutants and superfly scoops them all away and so they're like this you know he superflies like this crime lord stealing a bunch of stuff so he can uh create a mutagen gun to turn the whole world into mutants and kill all the humans um, i don't like it it's so stupid and so he's got this entire uh uh group of mutants which okay. fantastic voice cast they maybe say 10 words in the entire movie so like you've got john cena as rocksteady says five words you know um the, i hate when they do that I do like, too. what's the point uh, yeah it's like kung panda kept going like we've got jackie chan he has one line in the first movie yeah it's like what's the point yeah what is the point yep you could have had anybody yep and then to, oh. so so to me um i also you know the actress who played april was awesome i liked april in the movie i thought she was great okay. um i but. my thing with april is and they did this in the 2012 series too which i was i loved the 2012 series but this aspect i wasn't necessarily a fan of i don't like when they age down april um i like her as like an adult who is like not only like a mentor but a mother figure who gives them access to places they would not normally be able to go um well, she also becomes a a guide for them to yeah. for the outside world yeah. because like everything they know is secondhand. Right. So she's the one that actually is like, no, this is how you go to a restaurant. And they even do that in the cartoon yeah. the comics, yep. the movies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And you know, they did that a little bit, but like their whole thing is like, you know, they want to go to high school, but obviously they can't go to high school because they're turtles, you know? And yeah, <laughs> Uh, which is I mean, fine. That, like, that, like that's not a. I, like I, I have no. I have no issues with that in the story. Like that part is fine with me. Um, yeah, and also like kids of that age when they're not able to attend school, like you, like you always see these interviews with like kids in like impoverished countries and stuff, and they're like, "What is your goal?" And usually those kids are like, "Oh, my goal is I just wanted to go to school." Yeah, which you know, like, which is amazing because if you talk to a kid in a place like like a first world country where like school public school exists yeah like well what's what do you want to do it's like i don't want to go to school. exactly yeah yeah and i'm okay i like that like i thought that that was fine that part didn't bother yeah. me um cool. i like the i like the turtles as street level heroes you know um mm-hmm. not as like superhero movies or just comic movies in general they they do this thing where they think that they have to save the world um or save the whole city uh, which thus saves the world. Um, one of the things I really liked about like the daredevil series was that, you know, he wasn't saving the world. He was saving the fuck out of like six blocks of New York city, you know? And yeah, they kept it. Well, because it, again, it's that whole, like you have to be realistic to the confines of the character. He didn't have any superpowers. Really. He had a, like a weird power where he had like echolocation, but he didn't have like super strength or right. that kind of stuff. Right. He was just very, very well skilled. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Him like, I'm going to save the world with my fists. Right. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, it'd be like the Punisher going, I'm going to stop all war. 
okay. Yeah. Have fun with that. Exactly. And, and, you know, the whole plot is, you know, they, they, so they meet, they befriend April and the, the plot is basically like, Hey, you take videos of us stopping Superfly, so that way we become the world loves us and we're popular and we can go to school without basically like being freaks. So um, basically, they want to become Logan Paul. Yeah, but like alternate Logan Paul, so like beloved, so that that way then they can yeah like yeah I guess uh, intermingle with like non mutants. Yeah, because you know they've been told their whole life, which is true. Like, hey, if humans discover you they're going to fucking take you and they're going to use you for science experiments. Um, and so they're like, Hey, if we stop Superfly, we will, uh, you know, people will love us. They won't try to take yeah. us and we'll be able to go to school and people, will, you know, people will love us, which again, that piece I'm semi okay with. I think that that's semi okay. I, I it, it defeats again. It defeats the purpose of being a fucking ninja. If, people are taking yeah. video of you and know knowing who you are and who you exist also the it's dumbing down the principles of the plot like you're almost like creating a plot that it's a, a, going to appeal to kids that are much younger than the demographic that you're going for and like i've dealt with this with companies before where yeah. they like want to do something that's geared towards like four and five or even six-year-old kids and you're like no no like teenagers are what's going to like like young teenagers are going to be what's attracted that yeah younger kids are going to like it too a lot probably but they're eventually going to grow up with these characters especially if you're going to make multiple movies over the next like which four they are five years which they are they've already announced a right. sequel like yeah yeah and that's so that's a couple years away so the demographic is going to be older so the only way you're going to keep it's, it really sounds like they jumped the shark with like yeah you can have them save the world but do it in movie three right they're kids they're young they they're still figuring they don't even know how to like interact with other adults or right. young adults i should say right um so why would you have them save the world when they should like you said they should worry about saving their block or saving like you could even say save the city fine like they're stopping some i don't want to say shredder but you know what i mean like some, yeah, so it, gang, it, it 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 turns into this thing where you know they meet Superfly and all the other mutants, and they're like, "Oh, we're cousins because we all come from the same ooze." And Superfly yeah. is like, who is voiced very poorly by Ice Cube, um, and uh, yeah, I was Ugh. not a fan of Superfly. Um, but Why they just have it be Baxter Stockman. He wasn't the everything else. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Get like, I don't know. Well, it, you tell dude, me they had Eddie, Juan Carlo. Es, they had Juan Carlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman, and they were like Baxter, baby, and he said three lines in the whole fucking movie. You know, he was in the very beginning, and then they killed. You know, so it was just like, I, I hate it when they tease us with that kind of stuff. You know, um, yeah, like the the mutant who had the most lines was Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko, and him and Michelangelo just had different ways of saying bro. So very Seth wrote. I mean, you could tell Seth Rogen wrote the movie. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I don't want to dish dis. I like I I I like some of Seth Rogen's stuff. Sure, but it just it seems like I don't know. Like a lot of his stuff, also, it just misses the mark. 
like it's it'll have great scenes but overall yep. it's it's a yep. it's a poor film does that yep. make sense or poor story yeah. like it has great moments but poor overall yeah if that makes sense yep i, I that's how i felt and uh so they go into you know the final the final thing he starts you know superfly completes his mutant machine mm-hmm. and he basically turns into like this giant Godzilla type monster walking around the city. Oh my God. And then, you know, the turtles, they have to stop him, but then all of the mutants gang up and join the turtles and stop him. They get worldwide news coverage. So everyone knows who the turtles are. Um, they stop him. And then all of the mutants, including bebop and Rocksteady, they come and live with the turtles at the end of the movie. They're all buddies. And then it ends with the turtles going to school. Yeah, I don't understand why you would even do that. Just stick to like the boilerplate was so much better than that. What you just told me, like you can change it up. Don't get me wrong. That, or shit, for sure. Just to, to even ignore the origin story. Everybody knows it at this point. Yeah, you can hint at it in the opening credits. There was, I think, the last Hulk movie they did. Like, yeah, literally, they did it. They did the origin of the Hulk in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you know, say what you want about Batman versus Superman. I like not a great movie. I liked the movie. A lot of people didn't. That's fine. They did the Batman origin first five minutes of the movie, and then it was done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, and they didn't even. They didn't I even mean, need like, to do that. Point, you know, but yeah, the idea of doing the origins of these well-known characters. It's like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we know. Like, you don't know how Spider Man got its abilities. Like, I don't have anything to. They did. They did a post credit scene or a mid credit scene that teased Shredder, basically as an assassin coming in to hunt the turtles down. Um, Were they going to turn him into like a big game hunter or something? I I don't know. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to like retcon the origins and be like, have Splinter be like, I lied to you guys. Here's the real reason. And if they do that, that's a fucking cop out. It's a, it's a cop out. It, yeah, it's definitely a cop out. It, now you could argue that would you if you did it right, it could work really well in that you're kind of like almost bringing more depth to Splinter in the fact that uh, Splinter is he's protecting the turtles from their their actual past, like his, his dark side. Especially if his whole thing is becoming like master of the foot clan or something like that. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't sound like there's even that infrastructure for anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and, and if they did it, they would be like, oh, we planned it this way. I'd be like, no, you didn't. You realize you fucked the origin and you have to find a way to switch it up. Um, yeah. I, or, I mean, there's a reality of it was a big is it, it was a big style change. Yeah. I mean, you can give them props. They took some big risks with this film in it, terms of I, the the style, the character design. I loved all of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, they might not have ever thought this was gonna like. They could probably probably came into this honestly, like, this is gonna be a one and done. Yeah, know? yeah. Could could be for sure, but I don't know, man. Like, I I just when you I, I I'll never understand when you are making something of like a well-established well-established characters that have well-established background and and like origin and then you're like nah fuck it like that was a big problem i had with uh the fucking uh well one of the many problems michael. i have with the michael bay turtles like their origin was like 
Uh, Splinter was like, I think his he said the Foot Clan. They they put their boots to the necks of the people of New York, and we have to stop them. And he found a ninja book in the sewer and learned ninjutsu and taught it to the. And it's like that's just as bad. This is just as bad as the fucking doing the YouTube videos. It's just as bad. Like they're they're watching Mike Steven Seagal movies, going like that's it. That's that was essentially they he he pulled up like cheesy karate videos and and had some music on it and like it was funny, sure, but it's a, it's a good way to get killed. That's all I'm gonna say, right? Like, <laughs> and it, it, I, I I mean, I mean, as much as I like to think that the general public is is wise to all that stuff now, I mean, there's a loves whole, it, but there's also like if I'm looking more like taking a sociological yeah. step back um, right now there's this whole debate because bodybuilding is, is really gotten this whole surge. There's a lot of like uh yeah. bodybuilder. Um, Baby don't hurt me. That's right. No more. Yeah, right. Um, but what do they call? What are the, what are the people that do like Instagram and YouTube and all that shit? What are they called? Influencers. influencers. Yeah. So there's a lot of like these fitness influencers and like none of them are even like a lot of them aren't even they're not even professional like no weightlifters, they're right? just they, juiced like, and and look buff yeah they, yeah and they're not like they're buff but like in terms of realistically they're not even like that buff you know yeah it's just kind of weird but like there's this whole thing that people think that that physicality like having big muscles adequates to being oh like that one person. like that one dude who keeps asking nate diaz if he thinks he could beat him in a fight He's asking a lot of guys. And Nate Diaz is like, you're a podcaster, bro. Like, that was his answer. Yeah, and he's like, man, I'm I'm 260. It's like, you know, like, if you've ever been in a, like, an actual, like, gym with, like, people who do combat sports for, not not even, like, I'm not going to say professional, but just, like, seriously? Oh, oh, you're in for a big, big surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. Yeah. Um. And so, but there's this, there's honestly like people buy into that. Like people yeah. think it's like, you got big muscles that you're a tough guy. So I, I mean, maybe, maybe the, the world is not as <laughs> educated as, as you'd yeah. like to think they like, like people still think Steven Seagal is a badass and it's like, no, Steven Seagal, Seagal sucks. Yeah. He can do shit. And I don't know, man, like <sighs> there was, there's a reason why the turtles have been relevant for almost 40 fucking years you know what i mean and yeah you stick i mean i'd say they they go up and down they they go up and down but you can't find somebody who doesn't know who they are like yeah you know what i mean they're universal yeah at this point yeah they're universal at this point and there's a fucking reason for that and i'll like you're you're not See, gonna. You're smart. not gonna write it better than Eastman and Laird. You're not going no. to. Don't fucking try. People keep. I don't. I'll never understand why people. And the thing is, is the Eastman and Laird stuff is so vintage at this point. Yeah. That it would be if you did say the movie you just watched. Yeah. Based off their first. Arc, oh my fucking! It would be such a refresher. Yeah. For the common audience, because their knowledge, especially that age. They still remember the Michael Bay movies, or yeah. they still remember the Turtles cartoon from the early two thousands, where they yeah. had like, where they got like magic powers and were flying around and shit. That was the, the dude. The early, the early season of that two thousands 
uh, Turtles cartoon. That's my favorite Turtles cartoon, by the way. But uh, it, it, dude, the first season follows the comic line. Like they update it a little bit for like cartoon, like make it cartoony and stuff. Sure. But they follow it like really fucking yeah. well. Then they took a hard left. Well, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do, and that's fine. But um, it, it just it is interesting. I don't. I'll never understand. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, it's like. Oh, like I was bitching to you a couple of weeks ago about I went back and watched the entire Jurassic Park Jurassic yeah. World series. Yeah. And it was like at this point, they're using the Jurassic World movies to retcon stuff they did in the Jurassic Park movies. And all three Jurassic Park movies were essentially borrowing from the same book. Yeah. Like and there was two books. They hardly tapped into the Lost World, but they were still tapping into Jurassic yeah. Park One, yeah, type shit. And even now, they still are. Yeah, you know, now they're paying homage and referencing these things, and it's like you can't, you know, like I don't know. It gets to a point where it, you might as well just start over it, and start from the beginning because it's going to yeah. be fresh. And and It'll listen, you know, if you watch the movie and you loved it. I am like, I am genuinely happy that you did. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love that the turtles are still relevant. I love that they, you know, movies are still being made. Shows are still happening. Comics are still happening. Sure. Um, You know, this is, this is just me in my opinion and why it didn't necessarily work for me. Um, You know, I wonder, you yeah. know, if, if there's any other like-minded folks out there who think the same way hit us up you know blue tiger revenge at substack.com um no 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 please t- email and tell me why brian's wrong that's what i want oh email want you directly cas- yeah yeah i want a cascade of messages and emails you can find me at at tad galusha on anything uh but let me know all the reasons why brian's wrong so we can review it on the next episode <laughs> listen if you want to tell me why i'm wrong i will i will i will gladly debunk everything that they say um what is it what does that guy call you again the bearded prick <laughs> the bearded yeah prick. yeah and listen well, that's, what, that's what we'll title the episode and and, the and, and prick. my 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 criticism of the movie has absolutely nothing to do with like the cast the character design the animation the action i thought all of that was great that that's the stuff that got you to the theater. Let's yeah. be honest. Like that's the stuff you were pumped for. Like, yeah. Oh my God, it looks so fresh and, and exciting. And dude, like the action sequences were awesome. My favorite was like in the beginning when they were like fighting humans, you know, that was, that was yeah. some of my favorite stuff when they were going from like uh mob boss to mob boss to try and find out where Superfly was. And it was just like this giant action sequence. It was fucking great. Um, that's cool. But yeah, I'm with you though. I think, you could eventually maybe built up to something like that, but yeah. why not start small? I'll, I'll never understand that. That it, it it reminds you of like one of those generic. The story, so the story, right. reminds me of like a generic like late nineties, early two thousands like superhero movie where it's like, oh, you mean like Black Adam. Yeah, where we have to save the world on the very first, you know, we have no superpowers, um, but oh, it's a it's a rock movie. It's a it's a fucking rock movie, dude. And yeah, and it it just didn't work. It doesn't work for me for the turtles. Like they are street level. Like the whole point is like 
they strike hard and fade away, man. You know, like that's in the very first issue of the comic about we're ninjas. We fucking strike hard and we fade away, you know. Um, and it, it would have been nice to see them kind of instead of like getting everything that they want in the first movie, because like, where do you go from here? Um, yeah. Them like coming to terms and in like kind of accepting that, like, you know, this is what we do. And I don't know. Yeah, it it really honestly, from what you've told me, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. So I, I have to watch it. But I, just from what I you think told you should me, watch it. Yeah, and I probably will once it is streaming someplace. Yeah. Um, but it just really sounds like they just watered down the essence. It's, it, it was a movie that was it's more style than it is substance, and it sounds like the people who made it, if I, they're fans of the Ninja Turtles, but they don't quite understand what made the new the Ninja Turtles resonate and made the Ninja Turtles popular. They just were looking at it and be like, oh no, Ninja Turtles are awesome because like it's turtles and they're teenagers and they eat pizza and they like fight monsters and stuff. It's yeah. crazy. We can just do all types of crazy stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. There's so much more. That's why it's a goofy idea on the surface. Yeah. But the underlining story is very dark and very, very uh serious. Like yeah. go back and read those comics from the eighties, folks. If you haven't read the comics, oh my god, they're so good. Years, they were so good. They still so are. So, they're still so good. You know. Yeah, and when yeah, like that's that's one of the few like old eighties black and white comics I will go and revisit is like yeah. the uh, the first couple years or like when the foot beat them. Yes, and they had to leave the city. That's my favorite fucking arc yeah. of the turtle. Yeah, you know, and then you get that famous where Raph finally like he he like attacks Leo essentially. Yeah. And beats beats the shit out of him, and yeah. you have like they break up, and it's like you really feel like there's some lo- like th- there's some heaviness to it. Like they're not not coming back from this. Like, and that was when turtles. That's why turtles were the number one comic at that time, man. Yeah, they were untouchable. Yeah, untouchable, untouchable. And then like, yeah, they you didn't have any of that. You had like Leo in the beginning tattle on them for going to see a movie in the park. And then everyone's like, Which oh, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, I, that makes sense. But there was no none of that Leo Raff conflict, you know, which is kind of quintessential. Like to me, so if I'm ranking turtle movies, that's you know, I still think it's probably. I mean, Turtles hmm. in Time was bad, man. And yeah, Michael Bay movies. It's probably number three on my list. Like, I think you're you're not going to top the 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 original movie. Um, no, that's the best. Yeah, Hands the C- the, the 2007 TMNT CGI one criminally underrated, and they get that Leo Raph dynamic just perfect. Like that yeah. f- that fight that the two of them has, where Leo beats Raph, he beats schools him, him, schools him, and then holds him, and then is just like, "Hey, man, I won. This is over." But Raph isn't having it, and he has to take it to the next level and almost kills him after the fight's over. I like mean, cheap shot. Yeah, that cheap was shot. fucking great. And like at this point, it's you know what? Hard to see them story. doing that. Yeah. I funny story. So last night uh, after work, the doctor wife and I we went to get some food at a, this wonderful fusion restaurant, and right next to us was a family and they had two teenage brothers and they were going 
at it like Raph and Leo. Oh yeah. I don't know what your I don't know what your fucking problem is, man. Like, oh, everything you say, you just ride my ass constantly. Yeah. I was like, well, then do something about it. Yeah. No, because if I do something about it, then you know you're gonna be all, all whiny about. And they, and their their father, who I guess you could say would be Splinter, he was so used to it. Yeah. And these are like, I mean, they were probably like eighteen, twenty, something like that, yeah. nineteen, twenty, somewhere around there. And they were just going at it. This guy, he just sat there, asked the waiter for the the waitress for the the bill. Didn't even dress while his kids are literally almost screaming at each other. Like everyone can hear everything they're saying. Just fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. I mean, they were going at all the way out the fucking door and the dad didn't say it. Just, but the whole time I just kept thinking of like, huh, like Raph and Leo, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, (laughs) just, I don't know. Like people say that this movie has heart. I doesn't sound like I didn't see it, man. I saw cheap jokes. Um, heart. Wait, wait, wait. Who's reviews when I see reviews, heart. like all the reviews are like, it's full of heart. Like it's score. It's super yeah, high bullshit. on Rotten Tomatoes right now, uh, but both critics and viewers, which I, I don't know, man, I don't understand. Um, and you know, heart heart is in turtles. One when Raph comes back from the movie and getting the shit beat out of him by Casey Jones and splinter pulls him in as like, Hey man, you no, have this a- hold on let me finish you have this burden but unlike your brothers you choose to carry this alone like i'm here for you and so are they like you don't have to do this alone or in the end of the movie when they summon splinter you know you've got the spirit of splinter over the campfire okay like oh God, it's so nerdy so nerdy i'm i'm sorry like if you don't if you don't cry during that you have no fucking heart in my opinion like <laughs> never you know what part i cried i thought I, that i got scared by as a kid the part that like spooked me is when raf gets almost beaten to death yeah and then leo feels guilty and yes. doesn't leave doesn't leave bathroom. his side yeah that is heart my friend that is emotion with yeah. the character he's in a giant rubber suit and he's emoting and you and it actually like reverberates throughout yes. the entire time. Everyone else is off doing their own like. But hey, he won't leave aside till he wakes up because he feels because he told when when Raph said maybe I'm better off not here and Leo was like good go we don't fucking need you like good go yeah yeah they in like April's apartment yeah or something like that. yeah <laughs> and then you had that beautiful comedic moment where Donnie and Mikey were like fight fight kitchen kitchen okay you know like now you're getting. You I'm just, just ruined it, man. No, you ruined it. You you got too nerdy again. I'm just saying, like that was heart. That was good, co- good comedy, but it didn't like piss on the situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it was realistic. It was within the confines of reality. Yes. Um, and so that's what made the uh the interaction between, like you said, like you love the interaction between the actors. Yeah, that it was great. The brothers, it was great. Yeah. And it, even in the trailer, that weird like little trailer they had with the watermelon was awesome, right? Like it, uh, it, it gave all the vibes of, I guess you could say, heart or just like brother, brother, yeah. love, whatever you want to say. There was none like, of that conflict either. That which is, if you have four brothers who are close to the same age and you're there's no conflict, like you know what you know what Doctor Wife said to me when those two brothers walked out of the hmm. um, the restaurant, she turned to me and was like, "God, if you would have had a brother." I feel like you guys would have just beaten the shit out of each other. Like you would have. And I was like, oh yeah, I had, thank God I had a sister. Cause that meant I couldn't fucking like physically 
kill her. Yeah. A brother, I would have been like, yeah, go for it. Beat him to death. And we would have. If I, yeah. I would have. Yeah. We would have beat the shit out of each other. And the fact that there was no conflict, that's weird. Yeah. That's the like part there was like so interesting. It was all. It was like they it was all like good natured busting each other's balls. You know what I mean? Like which that doesn't happen, man. It doesn't I happen. Mean, it, it happens, but when you have four brothers and they're the only people that you're around twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, because you can't go outside and be around other people, you're telling me these motherfuckers don't fight? Like, come on. Yeah, you're gonna have especially if you have two that are aggressive like my, like I guess Mikey and Leo, or not Mikey, but Raph and Raph Leo. Yeah, yeah, like they, they're going to challenge each other's uh, authority, especially if they're like viewed as the older brothers. Yep, yep. Like that's gonna be, that's gonna be a very turbulent relationship. Yep. Not that it can't be a good one, but yep. yeah, it just, I just uh, to me, it didn't feel like they got the characters right, in my opinion. Outside of like, like they understand again, I, I just doesn't sound like they. The writers, Seth Rogen. I feel like they watched the intro to the 87 cartoon where it's like, Leonardo (laughs) leads, Donatello does. And they're just like, okay, Leonardo leads, uh, Donatello, he likes machines. Raphael, he's cool, but he's kind of rude. And Michelangelo likes to party. All right. You know, we got our characters. I would be curious to have a a conversation with Seth Rogen where you could be honest and be like, why did you do that? Like, what was your, not be critical, but just like, why? Like, why did why you change these, their origin? Like, why did you change even how they interacted with one another? Why was there no, like, is this something that you're going to go into as they get older? But and maybe, maybe, that, maybe, but like, yeah, dude, I was yeah. fighting with my brother when we were like, you know, eight through 13. So if, if anything, you could say it was probably worse when you were younger. Yeah. Cause with, as you got older, it became more serious. You, like you could actually really well, hurt somebody. Yeah, and, and there was still like a level of maturity. Like you, even though you fought, it was more, it was less physical, more verbal, probably. Yeah, I know. Like, my, I mean, my I had a younger sister. We argued cats and dogs. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, but as we got older, we understood the ramifications for. Yeah. So we were always same team. Just if it was the two of us, we were gonna fucking bicker the whole time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and now we don't do any of that. Like, yeah, very rarely do we get into it. Yeah. Um, I w- so yeah, yeah. Sounds the, like they lost the whole essence of family in the movie. It, it like, was it was like a cheesy family. If that may, it was like a TV family that that like you know never sitcom. fights. Yeah, yeah. And it just didn't work. For, it didn't work for me. It worked for other people. Great, glad it did. Didn't work for me. Um, one sequence. I, you know, I don't want to end it on a like a negative. You know. Sure. Um. Because there were really like good sequences I liked in the movie, and even Be- though before you yeah before you go into this amazing sequence, I just have to say is wonderful just watching you like if people could see you right now, man, like the hair is all wild, you're just like turning in your seat, like you're just there's an intensity here that we don't always get to see out of you. That's and true. It's nice. Oh. It's very nice. It's fun. I'll be curious to or see what bust, people think. I could bust your chops a little bit. You're like, ah, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to end on a positive though. And while oh. I did not enjoy Jackie Chan as Splinter, um, one of the cool things they did in this movie was like incorporate Splinter fighting like Jackie Chan. So like okay. they did us like improv fighting style, you know, like where 
he had to go rescue the turtles from a government organization or a private corporation of army who were trying to like, you know, get their blood and stuff like they got captured. And so Splinter goes in to rescue him and he's in like this, this room and like he's fighting all these dudes. He's in like an office chair. Like I'm sitting in with rollers. And so he uses like that Jackie Chan improv where he's like rolling around on the chair, like fighting dudes, something that you would see in a Jackie Chan movie, which was really cool. Like, like they got this, some of that stuff they got right. Like I'm not gonna say I they got everything say, wrong. I knew you weren't gonna like Splinter because even in the trailer, that was the one thing you were like, you didn't like the design of Splinter. Yeah. yeah. Where you're like, why is he short and fat and old looking? And it's like, you know, he look normally Splinter's like, even when if he's short, he's still like slender and yeah. he looks. He's got kind of like that sensei kind of like yeah. aura about him and yeah it seems like they went more like old new yorker guy who's like ah. and they did again they did it for they did it for for laughs you know and not in my in my opinion not what best serves the character sure yeah they made he looks very frumpy yeah instead of very orderly which that was always Splinter's thing. He was always very like like Splinter. So if you dig into like the comics and even the even like the the eighty seven cartoon, he is like a master of not just ninjutsu but like mystic arts. Like he can transcend and go to different planes of existence with his mind. Yeah, he's you know he's like he meditates. Yeah, like yeah, like, and he's a he's a very existential, yeah, sophisticated character. Um, and it sounds like they just were like, eh, he's watching like his TV shows and like, ah, keep it down. Yeah. Which again, you can do that, but still keep him true to the, to his character. And in my opinion, they did not do that. Yeah. Like I need to go watch like, I, like either tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to watch the 2007 animated one just to get that one out of my mind. I don't remember Splinter in that. Oh, he was great. He was played by you remember the old the Japanese actor uh Mako? Mako? Yeah. He was in uh he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's only had one like he was like he's like Prince. He only had one name. Let me find him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was in Conan he was in Conan the Barbarian. This was Splinter playing Splinter oh. was his last role before he died. He voiced Splinter. He was the narrator in Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, God, I used to, uh, I can't remember how he it was opens, in, but he I, was in Avatar. Uh, he was in uh, Pearl Harbor. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he's he he was in Samurai Jack. Um, yeah, he did uh, the voice of um, what was the bad guy's name? That was it, Akuma. I think so, something like that. God, Samurai Jack was good, but. I mean, he was fantastic. You know what? Let's, you know what they should have done? I don't, I'm some amazed. If you're going to do a turtle movie, why don't you do the one thing that's putting turtles on the map at the moment? Fucking last Ronin. Like, yeah. Right. Well, they're making, they're actually doing a video game. <sighs> I know, but more people watch movies than they do play. Video I know, games. I know. But yeah, I mean, again, and was that like this funny that, that pulled, pulled everything away for pulled plot and story and character development away for goals. Like, no, the fucking, like the entire backstory of Michelangelo was after his brothers died. He tried to kill himself, but he fucking couldn't like, <laughs> and 
part of the mystery of that series was you're waiting to, I mean, it was like when they revealed that it was Michelangelo, dude, it was, it made the fucking news. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, which I was like, wow, they're actually doing and that, news in, articles. In, in, like, and that's what happens when you follow the original creators, because this was a concept made by Eastman and Laird. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like <laughs> it was their baby. That's why. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say it was nice seeing Kev at the, he got to go to the premiere I'm, and he posted hey, a bunch of pictures for him. Man. Was, he looked really thrilled and elated. And I hope, uh, Liard got to go or is that his Laird. Name? Laird Laird. Yeah. I hope Laird got to go. Um, I hope he was a part of that. I know he's kind of a quieter guy. Yeah, he, um, I, I think he, he was, was he invited? Probably. Did he go doubtful? Um, I mean, every five years, these guys are going to a movie premiere. Probably. It sounds like, yeah, you know, I, um, I mean, it's great to see that it, I hope it does well. I, you know, the big, the greatest thing is like, at least they're making movies. Yeah. The they're, they're staying and like, relevant. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to shit on anyone who liked the movie. Like, like, you know, Max loved the movie and I'm, I'm stoked for that because then that's a new generation of turtle fans. Like, I am yeah. genuinely happy that the movie is doing well and people like it. Um, yeah. These are just issues. Well, these are issues that I had with it and just like it wasn't for me, you know. I mean, we're going to find out after this weekend if it's truly like, right. It, it really didn't come out until today, right? Yeah. And because um, we're recording, you know. On the second, on the day it releases. The second. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I guess in the next few days we'll find out whether or not it really, because like right now I think it's really strange in what's being successful and what's not all the movies they thought predicted to be big and like turtles they're expecting to be really, yeah. really big. You can tell by just all the fucking merchandising and oh, yeah. marketing they're doing. So like, I hope it does well because if it doesn't, like what happens when things don't do well, Put you know, like they go away for a very long time, yeah. if not forever. Um, yeah. so I hope it's I successful. Hope it's, I, I, I really, yeah. I really do, you know, but man, it, 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 it bums me out when it just, it just bums me out when people just make changes just for the, it's like making changes for the sake of making changes, you yeah. know? So that's, yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Like I like it when there's a fresh retake I on do a too. character. It's just it's very rarely those fresh retakes actually work. Yep. Um and you usually go the original the original mold is usually the best. That's why they always at some point work their way back to I it. will so, say, you know, the I, I think it I think the refresh because they, they did a refresh on the Turtle Origins in the IDW comic, and I think they handled it wonderfully. Because they kept like they made it about like these the turtles and Splinter were reincarnated of like ancient an ancient family who was murdered by a Rokusaki, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah, and yeah. And so they were still mutated, and they were still they still had that, but they still had that connection to the Foot Clan. Yeah, and it just gives a little bit deeper um, essence to the characters too by having that. 
yeah. rich so, history that they can tap into from like not, feudal Japan. And I'm not saying you can't, you know, reimagine things or update things, but you have to keep that piece core. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I know. But no, that that makes total sense. Yeah. Anyways, no, I, I mean, yeah, I can understand. I understand where you're at, man, because like it's hard seeing something that you're invested in. Yeah. Especially emotionally. And it, they do a bad job with it. Like, like if they tell, if they, if they said they're not going to make any more Captain America movies, or maybe he just pops up here and there, I'd probably be okay with it. Sure. Just because I dislike the, the first movie so much. Yeah. Like I thought the red skull was good. I thought they nailed yeah. them. I like it. I think it's a better reverb revamp than instead of being, personally trained by Hitler. He was the first super soldier. Yeah. That, you know, like that makes more sense. It puts him more on par with yeah. cap. Yeah. You know, makes them more like linked, yep. which I think is cool. Um, and it, it gives a bit more depth to his, yep. I guess, origins. Um, but I don't want to see another like goofy iteration Right, cartoony d- thing done with like a favorite character of mine. Hey, remember the Dragon Ball movie? Uh, there's a great example. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's a great example. Like, how? Why? Yeah. Why were any of those decisions made? Like, I mean, that was that is classically known as maybe one of the best or the worst American adaptations of anything from Japan ever. Yeah. And it's like at that time, Dragon Ball was the height. Think, like. <laughs> Yeah, it was like the number one like anime manga on like oh in yeah North American in the West yeah you know, even though it had already been done for ten years in Japan right I mean it was having this resurgence and they just they they couldn't even like they couldn't even start the leap let alone stick the landing man like yep. it was fucking trash yep and it just I mean yeah I mean that that that's an it just again it makes you wonder like who's fucking pulling the strings who's yeah who's who's making these decisions now you could be like i wonder if there's gonna be more people that agree with you um or if there's just getting people are like oh it was funny yeah it's fun look at look how yeah. cool look at and the listen look like I, i'm not i i fully did not expect this movie to be like as dark and as violent as the original comic or as the 1990 movie like i knew that that wasn't going to happen so for people who are going to say like, oh, well, obviously it wasn't going to be that. Like, I know, I know it wasn't going to be that. What I'm saying is you you have to, you can, you can make it light and funny while also having those serious, having that serious origin and that serious backstory. You, you can do yeah. both. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, feel like we've that's been thir- we've thoroughly covered. I think we did. Yeah, I was saying. So, well, let me ask you this. Okay. How many beards do you give it Ooh. out of what what's what is it? What's out the of five? five? Out of five. Out of five. Yeah. Two and a half. Wow, two and a half beards out of five. Two and a half beards out of five. That that like I think I think people should go see it. Um I'm not necessarily going to re it's not something that I would probably rewatch. Um, okay. maybe I will, you know, it, maybe it, I'll give was it, was it funny. Was it funny enough where like it was a good, just um, comedic palette part, parts of it were pretty funny. 
parts of okay. it where like it was like oh it, the there's a Seth Rogen joke goofy. you know like <laughs> okay does that make sense I, yeah definitely I mean like the whole thing did seem kind of goofy like Leatherhead I remember as a kid thinking he was like the most badass character yeah. when I see him now he looks like kind of googly eyed and goofy yeah I was like ah, it's not the Leatherhead I remember but I kind of they, like they it, made you know? him they made him real goofy for laughs which is fine you know that's cool i don't have an issue with that um yeah i you know you know it just if i'm if i'm if i'm being maybe i maybe i need to watch it again after not watching it for a while maybe i'll have a different take on it because that's happened before um sure but ragnarok ragnarok was one uh and like i mean i went i watched the batman in the theater and I was like, Oh, it's fine. Like, but I'm not a big fan of it. And then I tried to rewatch Nikki and I tried to rewatch it. I couldn't get through 10 minutes of it. Cause I was like, this is fucking dumb. So, I mean, you know, I, I maybe I'll change my mind, but probably the only yeah. way I would watch it again, if is is if Max wants to watch it and yeah, yeah. It, it's just interesting. Cause I watched the trailer with you. Yeah. We, I was at your house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's we were, right. You were. Yeah, and we, I remember we were both like, they t- did it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They did it. Like, they culturally, they nailed it. They did that thing that Denzel Washington. You see clips of him always talking about, like, getting nailing the culture yeah. of the environment that the characters yeah. live in. And and they got the vibe. They, they did really, that. Like, they really got that inner city vibe. And then the movie you're describing. Sounds like they got that for the trailer, yep. but then they threw it all away. Like the trailer was a product of really good editing yes, and some good extra clips, yep. extra parts from, you know, to introduce you yep. to what they're doing. And then the movie itself was not that. Yeah. And, um, that's my take on yeah. it. I, I mean, I'm sure sounds like the rest of the world disagrees, but again, I guess we'll find out, but, uh, yeah, and much I, I you know I, those early reviews I never pay attention to just because usually that's that that's where a lot of that I, money goes I pay, through. You well, know what I mean, I pay attention to the to the viewer reviews. So like the people like the non critics because like you yeah. can go in there and and put your review in. You have to like show a ticket that you bought that that you actually saw the movie, and then you can okay. write your review of what you thought. So I look at that, and that piece was still pretty high last time I checked. Because because the real critics. They haven't seen it uh, yet. I mean, listen, the real critics have like the the Rotten Tomatoes score of the 1990 movie is like 50%. So I don't give a shit what any of like. I I will say if you look at the movies that were coming out at that time, it was against a pretty tall stack. You know, I mean, you had like some that was a pretty tough era for film like it was the it was the highest made independent movie of all time when it came out and i held that record for a really long time was it an indie movie it was yeah oh no i'm i loved i always thought the movie was great don't get me wrong um i'm just saying like i can understand why critics didn't like it because it's superhero movies weren't viewed uh they were viewed i would say even lesser than they are viewed now yeah uh so like the rocketeer Go back and watch a movie. It's good. It's fucking great. It got, it got fucking destroyed, not only by critics, but also in the box office. And at that time, I think critics also had a lot more power yeah. back then because it was like they would have like their 
section on the set, uh, you know, the Sunday night news or entertainment tonight. And they tell you what was good. And I, I remember my parents, man, they paid attention to that. They're like, well, they said that new movie's not good. I guess we're not going to yeah. wait six months to rent it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, where now I, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm sure it'll do. I'll do. Okay. It's so it's sitting at an audience score of 95%. The new turtles movie. Yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, I think people, um, I think right these days, I, I think people just want stuff that they can tune out. That, sure. You know, it's been so serious the last couple of years. Sure. I'd be curious to see, take movie reviews or pop movies that did well. Yeah. And then put them up against what was going on politically, socially in sure. those environments at that time. And sure. see if that has anything to do with it. Because I bet you it does. You know? Yeah. And that original, the you know, that original Turtles, man. Uh, New York wasn't fondly liked at that time. No. New York was viewed as like a cesspool. And it was exploited a lot in film for that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. And I think, I mean, we talked about that before, too. Like, that's why some of the stuff, um, what was it? We just wa- talked about something the other day. They were like, it doesn't work anymore because New York's not gritty, man. New York's like, if you don't make six figures, you're not living comfortably in New York. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you're like living in a box. Well, yeah, it's like uh, seven figures that actually live in New York, but, you know, yeah, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I mean, listen, all, all the power to the people who like the movie. I, I'm glad for you all. Like, genuinely glad for you all that you like the movie i I gotta be honest i'm actually kind of bummed because the out of all the movies that you've seen i know you went and saw indiana jones you went and saw all these other this was the only one that you were like invested in yeah like emotionally invested in we were like you went to an early screening of it for god's sakes for the other films you haven't gone to any opening night really no this was the only one Uh, i went to opening night of mission the new mission impossible fucking loved it um <laughs> there it is. But, There's the old. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you it know was. What you're getting with that. You yeah, know. Yeah. You're getting a, a decent story, but you're getting some killer stunts. Yep. You know, like Just, unbelievable. I, I am stunts. waiting for Tom Cruise to kill himself for my entertainment on screen. He's he's gonna die on. He's his goal is to die on film. Yeah. Like Mission Impossible 12 in space. Yeah. He's gonna die. Yeah. I'm going to do the spacewalk without a spacesuit. No, you'll last 30 seconds, not even 30 seconds. Don't go. Your skin is going to boil before you lose your breath. And that's what's going to happen. And he's going to do it. And he's going to do it. My God has me. I don't know. The spaghetti monster in the sky has got me. uh, He has my back. But all right. I I, I think we've talked about this movie enough. Um, I I, honestly, though, like I, I don't. I, I I don't feel like I ask for like feedback very often, but I would really love folks to kind of chime in and let us know if you watched yeah. the movie, what you thought of it. If you agree with me, if you think completely fucking disagree with me and think I need to get off my high horse, that's fine too. I'm just curious what people thought of the movie. Folks light big Bry up, please. <laughs> and we will, we will talk about it. Hey, if you write, if you if you send us some, we'll read it on air next episode with our guests on. So you, if you want to embarrass me, that's completely fine. I don't care. Oh yeah, 
Okay, embarrass him. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. Message me. Message Bry. Send us at the the Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack, Substack at, at Substack.com. Yeah. At Substack. Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack.com. Yeah. Or you can, you know, uh, DM us on Instagram at Blue Tiger Revenge. Yeah. Either one of those yeah. ways is probably the best couple of ways to get a hold of us. Um, Let us know. God, man, I hope. How great would that be? Yeah, it would be awesome. Maddie K, we know you're listening. Write in. Give us your thoughts. I don't lie. know if he's seen it. As far as I know, he hasn't seen it yet. So Lie. Just make things <laughs> No, don't lie. Like, <laughs> see the fucking movie. So. Okay. All right. Well, well why don't we change change the course of action okay and um i think we've pretty much covered everything from san diego yeah i think so we can get into what we're reading let's do that okay. let's go into what we're reading let me uh while you're grabbing your books i'm gonna grab mine okay all right i'm back all right you want me to go first? Yeah, were we recording that whole time? Well, I yeah, I'll edit it out. It's fine. Oh, okay. All right. And the listeners are gonna be like, "What they fucking edit out? We want to know." It's just dead, dead space, dead air. While we went to grab our yeah. stuff, so nothing that exciting, folks. Um, all right. So I read. I know you know that uh, I love Batman Beyond, and uh, last year. Uh, there was a, a, a Batman Beyond miniseries that came out called Batman Beyond uh, uh, Neo Year, I believe that's what oh, it was. And that wasn't uh, that was uh, uh, Max Dunbar was the artist on yeah. it, and it's Good fucking dude. fucking great. Yeah, great dude. And then uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing uh, wrote it, and so the sequel just dropped, and so oh, this cool. is called Neo Gothic. And uh, so I had, I mean, I had to pick it up. It looks incredible. I love the suit redesign. I don't know. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. it. The suit design is really great. Um, and then this kind is, of kind of has a little bit of a Spider-Man vibe. But a little a I'm l- cool with that. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this kind of picks up after that where uh, so the back computer it's called cave. It became sentient and it's like its own, it's its own entity now. Um, but it's got Terry McGinnis basically going into the underworld of Gotham, Neo Gotham. Okay. So you know how big cities and civilizations, they just build over top. So essentially, you know, this takes place in the future. So the, the bottom of Gotham is like the slum Lord, you know, that's like, you know, the normal people like this is for like the poor, poor folks, the criminals, the outsiders. That's where that's their realm. Right. And okay. so it's got him diving into down as deep as Gotham goes to go look for missing children who, um, you know, who have gone missing. And he he meets up. The, the really interesting thing is like they kind of has almost like a Blade Runner vibe from the sounds of it. I, I I mean Blade Runner was definitely an inspiration for for Batman Beyond I think. Um mm-hmm. what's really interesting is how they 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 kind of homage other characters. Um so 
his mom, Terry's mom lives in, uh, lives in Metropolis. And, uh, instead of saying like, for God's sake, or for Christ's sake, she said, they say for Cal's sake, you know, Cal L Superman. So they kind of update that. And I thought that that was just kind of a neat little, neat little thing. And then there's, I don't know if you remember the cartoon much, but they had like the, uh, I remember the the intro method intro and that is it, (laughs) but there's like, uh, they're called splicers. And so they splice animal DNA into their oh, into their bodies right they had a couple they had a couple episodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember yeah them. yeah, yeah. Remember. so he meets up with uh someone who's spliced as a cat and they call themselves kyle's you know for selena kyle oh, like- uh so i thought that that oh, was kind of cool. neat and so the 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 kyle is his guide into the underworld um oh that's cool it's it's is it, it go ahead is it a gal a gal or a guy you can't really tell uh, ooh, that's even better. I yeah, like that. Or, or maybe you can, and I missed it. That could be entirely possible too. Um, Terrible. I know, but I, I, you know, he he ends up meeting an old foe of Batman's at the end of the comic. I don't want to spoil it uh, because it just came out last week, so, folks. I highly, rec- I mean, obviously, I'm going to recommend a Batman story, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, we've met, we've had the pleasure of meeting Max, uh, Emerald city comic con. He's someone who I really want to have on the show, um, at some point soon. And, uh, his, his work speaks for itself. I mean, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous book. And, uh, it's, Mm -hmm. they, they did like this old school, uh, I I really like the way that they colored it because it feels, it feels modern in parts, but in other parts, it feels like a noir detective story, which is kind of what it's going for, which is something we haven't really seen in Batman Beyond before. Batman Beyond has usually just kind of been a high octane um, action action book, and he doesn't really use those. Det- I, I can't really remember him, you know, going into detective mode and stuff to to like to do this type of work. But now he's. He's doing it, and it's a really, it's a really cool kind of change of pace for Batman Beyond. It's cool. Yeah, that, that's really cool. I guess I always assumed Batman Beyond would get into like computer coding and finding like that's right. the detective work would be like finding digital footprints and right. things like that. So um, he's he's never it, been the detective. So it was always like he's had allies like Bruce. You know, Bruce Wayne helped him out with that stuff, but now he's like on his own. So oh, is, is Bruce he's, de- he's dead. Now? Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing, which you're going to be happy, but also sad that I'm still reading it is I'm on volume three of Pluto. Oh uh, my God. Oh. I mean, I finished volume eight. What? Like two and a half years ago, seven. It only goes to seven, sir. Okay. Volume seven, two and a yeah. half years ago. Well, I mean, I just got it a couple months ago, so yeah, I I read. I was also I read. I flew through all mine in like a week. I, I bought them all at the same time and I, slammed. Through I slammed through the first two volumes really really fast, and okay. part of me wanted to like kind of savor it because I've never read anything like this before. Um, it's just it's, what you mean a manga or? But well, uh, not just a manga, but like something to this level of like greatness. You know what's funny is there's so many manga that are 
like this. Yeah. That are, yeah. I, the only reason why I don't jump into a lot of them is that they're just like Akira. I read the first volume of Akira years ago, but I, dude, it's just such an under, there's just so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's so much. They don't do anything small. Everything's like, well, right. there's 27 volumes. Like right. Berserker. So, I want to get into Berserker so bad, but then I look at it, I'm like, I'm not buying all these volumes. That's too much. Right. No, I get that. But, you know, this is manageable. It's seven volumes. And then, yeah. like, I've been trying to kind of savor it and, and, and savor my way through it. Um, it's just, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's one good. of the most beautiful fucking books, like graphic novels I've ever read, man. Like it's just stunning and impressive and there's no wasted it's, space on the page. And it's not overly rendered. It's right. not like right. we're here in America. Like I even do this in my own art. It drives me crazy. I over render the shit out of stuff. Like I don't let panels breathe the way they need to, in my opinion. Yeah. And when I look at Pluto. Pluto is it, it almost looks simple, balance. right? It almost looks simple, it is simple, but it's but it's not if you like no. you know what I mean? It's very technically drawn. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't have any waste or filler. It is if I had to say the perfect example of comic storytelling, I would say that Pluto is a great example of it. Yeah. Because it gets into some very technical aspects with yeah. the robotics and yep. all that. Yep. But it's the story that drives because oh, really this- what you're reading is Astro Boy. It's yeah. It's a, re, it's a retelling of Astro Boy from what the fucking thirties or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like it's 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 and so crazy. I'm just getting to the part in Volume Three. I'm not very far into Volume Three yet, but I'm just getting to the part where it's got like the KKK against robots. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is very interesting. Um, but I've also you know I've been trying to savor it, but also now I kind of want to dive in and get it through because. Uh, Netflix is doing the anime on it and well that you're at a point where the mystery is starting to get yeah. really good. Yeah. Really good. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but now those books aren't hard to find. Like, I know I hate to like I to volume. I think it was volume four. I had to buy, I had to spend like 40 bucks to get that because it was out of print at the time. Yeah. And for some reason, all the other copies I could find reasonable prices, Except for number four. So, like, I had all the books but number four, and I think I'd read up to about that point, and I had to wait. I had to order it from, like, the UK or something and then wait three weeks for it to show up. It was it was the worst. Yeah. Um, where now I think you can get it. Like, I saw them the other day. At, they're, uh, the they're, yeah, they're in my shop, too, now. And it's because, Nef- you know, Netflix is making the series. So, like, okay, let's get them back out again. Um Yeah. But I want to be my. I want to be finished with it before the show because I'm going to watch the shit out of that show. But i i want to i i want to I want to finish the books first. Yeah, and I mean the show. Like I'm sure it'll look good, but I don't know if it's going to be as good as like the book you know is good. Oh, it is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, my father-in-law even read it, and he was like, "It was great." And anyone, you know, anyone who's listening who doesn't read manga or has never really had an interest in reading manga. I'm that's, I am, I am that guy. And, there's and, this thing that drives me crazy. Not to, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you're you. You're fine. But, but there's this thing that drives me crazy is that for some reason, there's still this like differenti, differenti, uh, there's this delineation between American comics and manga. 
And it drives me absolutely insane because it's the same fucking thing. It's just comics. It's the same art form. One just comes from a different region on the planet. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't come from New York or LA. It comes out of like Tokyo or Osaka or wherever. That's the only difference, man. And yeah. it's, it's formatted. For, and like, there's this weird, like you get so many people like, I don't read manga. That's fucking for nerds. Right. You get right. Right. People who read nothing but manga and be like, I don't read American comics. It's just superhero capes and cows. And you're like, no, no, they're the same thing. The creators are all, fans of one another like yeah. i don't think you realize yeah. what's going on here um yeah no, i I, th- I think it's great that's awesome i think it's great that you're reading some manga man that's and so yeah you know if, if you're a guy who or a person who's never read manga before um this book is for you this is a great i think this is like a great gateway into manga so uh, yeah yeah what uh what what about you? What what have you been reading? Well, speaking of manga. What did you get the next I volume did. of Dragon Ball? I did. Nice. I did. You say that, but you don't I mean, look at that cover though. You can tell me that's not fucking badass. Is, is no, that, is that Vegeta? No. I don't that's it's Bardock, Goku's dad. God damn it, dude. Get oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not Max, okay? I don't know all the Dragon Ball characters. I bet you, I don't even know if Max would know that yet. He's not that far, is he? He's Yeah, not not yet. He's he's still on Z. So fucking d- dork. <laughs> and, uh, um it's okay. Uh you know how I took a break from it because yeah. I was like I didn't like where it was going. Yeah. Um it's, you know, Karatoriyama's, who's the original creator, kind of like you were talking about, the original creator, he's not drawing it anymore. He he writes it or co-writes it with the new guy who's kind of yeah. taking it over. And I don't really like the new, where they're going, the new direction. And they've done that thing where they've made all the characters so powerful, but then all of a sudden they're introducing new characters that are like somehow magically stronger overnight, but you've got characters who work their entire lifetime to like uh, surpass even like spiritual entities and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like where you've surpassed like the universe and now you're into these realms of like gods and being like immortal beings. And now you're surpassing them. It's very strange. Um, and, um, I don't know. It's good. I will say it is nice there for the first time getting into some backstory that's never really been addressed in yeah. any of the manga or anime or any of that kind of stuff. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, like the, the past of these characters, fathers is finally coming to haunt like the main characters. Like it's there's repercussions. If you you're a warrior, a warring tribe or warring species, uh, you know, you're going to destroy countless other uh, civilizations. At some point, there's going to be some leftover um, trauma from yeah. all that yeah. that bloodshed. And that's those people are going to revenge, you know, is going to come, reven- yeah. you know, Blue Tiger. That's right. Uh, it's very. We yeah, know all about revenge deep. around here. So this I'm curious what how. Uh, I'm curious where they're going to, where they're going to go. Supposedly it ends with, um, I've kind of skipped ahead cause I'm reading all the translated stuff. Right. So I wait s- six months after it actually is published in Japan. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I do know that uh, one of the big popular characters comes, returns. And well, so I'm yeah. curious to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see where they're going to take the series then. It's like a big bad guy who hasn't been relevant in years. Is it Piccolo? And he's, no, he's a good guy now. God, man. Oh, it's freezing. He's a good on, guy man. now? Jesus. He's been a good guy for like 30 years. Come okay. on, man. Okay. God, no, Frieza's back. He's black Frieza now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's gone black, man. You can't. He went from, from white to gold to black. I don't I don't know how it works. I don't know the color codes at this point. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. Uh, but I'm <laughs> As you're just enthusiastically it. like you fucking Dragon Ball Z oh, motherfuckers. Dragon Ball Z, that's right. You know, I'm going Super Saiyan up in this house. Yeah, that's right, bitches. Fucking like, ah, I don't know. Wow. But uh, yeah. Wow. Was that Listen. was that everything you read? Uh, well, I'm reading a book right now, but I'm not done. Oh, okay. 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 I'm reading the Mobius collection. The- Adina, which is a giant... Oh, cool. Book. Um, I always wanted to read. I've never actually read much of Mobius. Um, and I wonder, I love his short stories, but I can't, I, it's, they're all like, you can't get them, man. Yeah. Unless you want to spend crazy money. Um, there isn't just like a big collection. So, uh, I got the world of Adina. I got it on sale while I was in Portland and, uh, nice. I'm just like, I'm, I'm reading through that and it's, all right. it's just, it's Mobius, man. So it's like weird sci-fi stuff, interesting worlds. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll see where it goes. All right. But that's it. Yeah, I had a ton of time. Uh, and I was reading some novels. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All, it's all nonfiction, so it's not really fun. But gotcha. We can talk. I'll, we'll talk about it when I finish them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of finished, I think this episode is finished. So. Uh, Ooh, you want me to? You want me to take us home? Get, get me out of here, man! Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tiger Cubs. Uh, always, always, always. We appreciate all of you listening in. Uh, every time we post an episode, we love you guys. Um, you know, wherever wherever you're at, you know. Um, if you're not subscribed to uh, to our Substack, BlueTigerRevenge.substack.com. Uh, highly encourage you to do that. Uh, if you're still listening right now and you haven't done that, uh, it's easy. It's free. Uh, anytime we drop a new episode, anytime a page of Operation Blue drops, uh, you just get a notification sent right to your email. Uh, little to no work on your part. You just got to open it up and it's right there for you. So uh, we sure would appreciate it if you guys were able to do that. Um Let's see. Find us on social media at Blue Tiger Revenge. We're on Instagram. That's probably the place. We don't we don't post very much on social media, but Instagram is probably where we do it the most, I would say. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I've been pretty bad about you've been picking up the slack for the Instagram account. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I do what I can. I do what I can. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably our best, our best spot, uh, in, in terms of where to, in terms of where to find us on social media, our other stuff. I don't, I'm not super active with them. I know I'm terrible. It's true. Um, but yeah, you know, we, uh, we're there. Come find us, subscribe, 
uh, share with uh, with your friends, especially your enemies, because this is you know we're Blue Tiger Revenge. So if you want revenge, you 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 send us their way, and uh, that is all I have. Tad, do you have anything else? Not really. Uh, I think I'm all done. Yeah, that's it. I'm out. I'm out of milk. Fresh, bone dry. But you know what? Next week. Next week will be fun. We got a, quite a few people coming into the studio. That's we'll have what three, four guests in in one episode. I, I think four guests at the same time. It's gonna be wild. I feel like we're gonna might be kind of hard managing, but I think it's gonna be our busiest episode ever in terms of bodies in in a in a room. Yeah, yeah, in the tiger den. So the tiger den will be a little crowded. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, if that's it, Tad, what uh, what time is it? Listen, read all the Dragon Ball. You can't. Dragon Ball Z is the greatest thing ever made. Everything else, dog shit. Hit the music.